This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, March 30th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Lawmakers and First Lady honor Cesar Chavez Day. Biden plans infrastructure pay-fors and new environmental justice advisors have ag ties. Lawmakers salute Cesar Chavez and call for more labor reforms. Several state lawmakers in both branches of the legislature last week shared how the farm worker labor movement led by Cesar Chavez has inspired their careers. Before taking a spring recess, the House passed resolutions recognizing tomorrow the birthday of the labor leader as Cesar Chavez Day. Assembly member Lorena Gonzalez of San Diego questioned if celebrations were in order and if California is, quote, truly living out his legacy. The advancements that we have in California for farm workers are incredible when you look at other states, said Gonzalez. That's a sad statement. She also called it a, quote, sick joke that the U.S. Supreme Court was at the same time considering a challenge to the state's landmark farm labor law. Senator Maria Elena Durazo of Los Angeles, who, like Gonzalez, was a labor organizer before running for office, described how she worked in fields at her youth. Durazo and her late husband met Chavez several times. One of those times was in 1988 when Chavez was on a 36-day hunger strike to protest the use of pesticides. Other lawmakers described the farm worker experiences of their parents or grandparents. Republican Assemblymember Heath Flora of Ripon, who works in agriculture, reminded his colleagues that farm-working communities have been hit hardest by COVID-19. He called for the legislative leaders to focus on ensuring vaccines are made more available to them. On that note, First Lady Jill Biden plans to visit tomorrow on a national monument near Bakersfield constructed in honor of Chavez. The Day of Action in Delano is a partnership with the United Farm Workers, the labor group Chavez co-founded. Biden infrastructure will be paid for. President Joe Biden is set to announce his infrastructure plan tomorrow, and it looks like he will also propose the tax increases he wants to use to pay for it. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki confirmed yesterday that the cost of the infrastructure package would be offset dollar for dollar. I can assure you that when the president lays out his infrastructure plan, he will also lay out a plan to pay for it, she said. But she stressed that Biden is, quote, open to ideas and proposals from members of Congress if they have a difference of view. The plan is expected to include funding for climate initiatives as well as transportation infrastructure and broadband. Keep in mind, the tax proposals Biden made during the campaign would raise $3.3 trillion over 10 years. That according to an analysis by the Tax Foundation. But the plan included several ideas that could give some Democrats as well as Republicans heartburn, including eliminating the step-up in basis on inherited assets. Also, congressional Republicans could be faced with a dilemma. Do they help negotiate the infrastructure package knowing it's paid for with a tax increase? Or do they stay on the sidelines giving up their leverage over the infrastructure provisions? Saki said the president's proposals for so-called social infrastructure, such as expanded funding for child care, education and health care, will be announced later in April. 
moderate dim focus on long-term infrastructure needs. A leading moderate House Democrat, Representative Tom Halloran, an Arizona Democrat, suggests Congress should focus on long-term priorities when it comes to infrastructure and not necessarily shovel-ready projects. O'Halloran, a member of the Energy and Commerce and Agriculture Committees, also co-chair of the Blue Dog Coalition, said it's going to take some time, quote, a year or so, to develop new programs and identify existing programs to improve roads, bridges, broadband, and other areas. He said a vision to improve the nation's infrastructure must look beyond the first five years. Environmental Justice Advisory Council named. At least two members of the newly appointed White House Environmental Justice Advisory Council have current ties to agriculture. Yesterday, the White House named members of the council, which it said would provide advice and recommendations to the chair of the Council on Environmental Quality and the White House Environmental Justice Interagency Council on how to address current and historic environmental injustices. Andrea Delegato is the government affairs director of the UFW Foundation, an arm of the United Farm Workers, and is co-founder of Green Latinos. At the foundation, she fights to secure policies that will deliver immigration reform for farm worker families, establish and defend occupational and environmental health standards, and eliminate historical and racist exclusions of our 2.4 million farm workers from our laws and safeguards, that according to the Green Latinos website. Another member is Lee Zung, the Director of Program Strategy at the Hmong American Partnership in St. Paul, Minnesota. From 2010 to 2016, Zung was a Senior Staff Attorney at Farmers Legal Action Group in St. Paul, where she provided technical and legal services to family farmers and community-based organizations in agriculture, contract, debt collector, and administrative law. Zung said she comes from a family farm. Here's today's She Said It. I didn't even know what a grape was. I was not allowed to eat it for so long. That Senator Sidney Kamlager of Los Angeles describing how her parents joined in solidarity with UFW by boycotting grapes and not purchasing them for almost a decade. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, March 30th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nelly.